Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law, and I definitely accidentally muted myself at the beginning of this podcast. With me, as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Also with me, Kid Presentable. Hey, hey, you are listening to the 12th best Captain Marvel podcast on the internet. 12th best? 12th best? I thought we were 13. Who gave up? Who gave up? Uh, you know, someone someone went a little too far on the angry white male train, lost some listeners. That's not going to be us this week, right, guys? I mean, I didn't see the movie, so shouldn't be a problem on my end. Um, I enjoyed the flip. Yeah, not with us today is Lavender Gooms. Unfortunately, had to miss the podcast. Had to take care of some business. Should be back next week. And he's going to be sad that he missed this one. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special edition of the podcast. You're asking why. And I'm going to tell you why. Because that's that's my job here. I know Uh, I'm asking why. Yeah, I did not tell the guys here. Um, So... It's a special edition because seven years ago today, we put out the very first episode of It's I'm Amazing Radio, coming to you on March 11th, 2012, our first episode of uh, It's I'm Amazing Radio. So, what? yeah, um, if no one has access to the first episode anymore except for me, um, it is unlistenable. So if you listen to that first one and you made it all the way to this point, thanks, guys. Just really... Thank you. Well, let us know if you started yeah. at one. And if you started at one, God bless you and uh, you know your family. We hope you're having a good time in this yeah, life. Penitentiary that I'm sure you're staying at because why else would you? Listen yeah, to I mean, I don't know what kind of books on here. book on tape situation they were they're recording podcasts or whatever. But again, like, yeah, thank you so much if you're in for like I don't know how many hours of content we produced over these 325 some odd episodes of. Uh, high quality high quality. quality content but yeah we've been doing this for seven years haven't made a nickel um still probably banned by google ads but you know what we're still here you know we're grinding that's what the kids say right we're grinding you know oh, yeah. we're about to make our big break you, after what, year seven that's you know what really there, there's all these soundcloud rappers we are soundcloud podcasters because we are in fact hosted by soundcloud so we're gonna blow up any day now they're gonna put us in some like video on youtube of some kid make it do a bunch of kills in Fortnite, and you're gonna hear us mm-hmm. in the background bitching Flopping. about the ufc mark shitting on dana white while some kid is air humping some motherfucker's head after he killed him in Fortnite. it's flossing bobby or you do the there's Carl other dances thing. yeah there's like you a list the one where they put the l in the face i don't yeah. know all the dances but i see the kids well i know the ones are getting sued about years. right <laughs> all the ones are getting sued about well those all fell through you huh. can steal dances that's official now Side, brief side note, I didn't know this was a thing, but I was at uh, I was at my parents' house, and my little brother in his closet there has a Bel Air Academy uh, basketball jersey, which is the fake school Will Smith goes to in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and uh, he's got uh, it says Smith on the back, so it's where it's it's the jersey Will Smith's character wore on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. My little brother likes to waste money, folks, but I didn't know that was a thing. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Oh, I can't I can't put any shade. I got a fake basketball player's jersey. I have a Jesus Shuttlesworth Lincoln High from uh the movie uh what was that movie called? Uh he he got game. 
Oh, he got game. Okay, I, I, I was thinking like, oh, it was a black or uh, Spike Lee movie. That was a that was a good movie too. I mean, it was weird, but you know, it's a Spike Lee movie. None of them are bad. That's what you know about Spike Lee, folks. The movies are never bad. All right. I just love it when they have to use like fake universities in a movie and they come up with the stupidest names. It's like Big State or Tech U. Like what was the, the one best we can come up with? What was the one from the best basketball movie ever, Blue Chips? Uh, oh. It was very clearly UCLA. Um, uh, all, I, all I really Western? remember from that movie is the, the the white kid wanted a tractor for his dad and ten thousand dollars in small unmarked bills. Y'all can delivered in a duffel. Bag. Yeah, y'all can throw it in one of these uh, Western. It was like Western University, like Western duffel bags, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, this kid's keeping it real. They gave Shaq a car in that movie. Remember what Shaq said when they tried to give him his car? Shaq, like he was just like the the naive dumb guy yeah. from the south. He's man, like, just uh, Shaq's like, man, I don't want this car because Shaq is too good to be bought. Even though in real life LSU gave him a lot of money. Welcome to the MMA podcast, folks. Um, so yeah, there was a card this weekend. Um, I didn't watch it. I saw the GIF of Derek Lewis getting punched in the gut, and they're them recreating Scott Smith versus Pete Sell. I read that Tim Means broke his leg, which sucks for Tim Means. Um, Tim means business. I stand by that. If you've been listening to this podcast for seven years, you'll know I've been making the Tim means business joke for at least five years. Marcus, Junior Dos Santos took care of Derek Lewis in under two rounds. Just a fun brawl, in my understanding. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, we knew going into this, this, you know, had the makings of a really fun barn burner. And that's what we got in the first round. There was a couple exchanges where Junior would rock Derek Lewis. And when he was trying to go in for the finish, Derek Lewis would rock him back. Um, I think there was one exchange that was like that. That was really fun. And uh, ultimately, I think it was late in the first round. And probably maybe you saw in the gift because I thought it was a spinning back kick to the stomach that that had him. Yeah, over with him. that's what okay. I think that's what it was. That sounds right. Yeah, which is weird because not really Juno Dos Santos's like go to is spinning moves, though he's gotten a couple. Uh, did, didn't he do a like, didn't he get a big spinning head kick? On, he did, he got in the Mark Hunt. He kind of got Mark Hunt with the bottom, like almost like with his calf, though. Like, right. It was really. And that was Hunt. the head. This one was to the body. And uh, like, like Bobby mentioned, and the, the, the best analogy it was very Scott Smith versus Pete Sell, that old classic when uh, Scott Smith got a liver punch really bad, kind of doubled over. When Pete Sell went in for the finish, um, he got caught with a big right hand. And we almost had that in this fight. Um, you know, once Junior landed the uh, spinning uh, back kick to the body, Derek Lewis was doubled over. He went in for the uh, for the finish. And you could see Derek Lewis, obviously in a lot of pain, had that split second where he saw Junior running at him. And he's like, okay, I'm going to fake this and throw a big haymaker, which was a really fun uh, strategy to employ. It, it ultimately didn't work out. For Derek Lewis, um, he did survive the first round, but even coming out in the second, he was still holding his stomach. Um, and, and Bob, I don't has there been any medical report if anything was damaged or broken? It was to the solar plexus, which you usually don't. You know, you're not going to break a rib that way. I don't know if he had any internal damage. Uh, honestly, the only the only injury news coming out of this thing was Tim Means breaking all his shit in his leg. That's yeah, what it, it, it might have just been one of those extremely excruciating solar plexus uh, kind of damaging blows. Um, but, yeah, it kind of took Derek out of the fight. And, uh, you know, come the second round, uh, Junior was able to land, uh, you know, a pretty clean overhand right. And Derek Lewis just didn't really have the feet underneath him. He kind of stumbled a little bit, fell down, um, ultimately gave up his back where Junior was just able to, you know, throw some some hard punches and get the doctor stoppage. But, um, yeah, this was a huge win uh, for Junior. This is his third in a row, I believe. And, you know, I think stylistically going into this um, and when we broke it down last week, you know, I think when you just look at on paper skill set, 
Junior DeSantos, in my eyes, was the better fighter. That's why I picked him in this fight, even though, you know, I always give Derek Lewis the chance to, to pull out the upset. But I'm not too shocked with this outcome. You know, he was just technically a little bit more proficient. Derek Lewis had some chances in those exchanges where he scored big and hurt Junior. I think he even knocked him down at one point. Um, but, you know, at this point, if you can't knock Junior out with the one punch, you know, he has a good chance to just outbox you and outwork you. And that's kind of what he man, did here. Junior's still Junior a little bit, man. I mean, as much as we all think, like, a lot was taken out of him in those Kane fights. But I'm not saying he's going to beat, like, you know, Stipe because he's, you know, one and one against him. And the second one wasn't that close. Or he's going to beat DC necessarily. But Junior's still, you know, he's still up there in this division. Yeah, I think there is definitely a, a moment, right? There is, there is a, a span of a couple fights where we're kind of thinking, like, yeah, you know. The door might have closed on Junior Dos Santos. I think really when he got knocked out by Reem, he had a couple knockout losses and a couple losses that, you know, took some of the, the luster off. But he's kind of cracked ship. And this was a good fight for him, right? Derek Lewis was a high-ranking guy that on paper is a guy that he should be able to beat. And he beat him. And he has to be in that top three conversation. Um, obviously, you brought up Stipe. That's kind of a big hurdle that's going to be in his way for a title shot. And there's just a lot of kind of what is going to happen with that heavyweight title. Who is DC going to fight next? Is that Brock fight going to come to fruition? Is Jones going to move up and they're going to have a big fight that way? Or is Stipe going to get, you know, the rematch that I think a lot of people think he deserves? And I think, he, you know, being the most accomplished heavyweight champion and not getting that rematch was kind of weird. Maybe they want to have Stipe have one more fight. Maybe that's against Juno Dos Santos. Maybe it's against Derek Lewis. I don't know. And probably not Derek Lewis now. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that division how this shakes it up and what the next title fight's going to be. Cause I think there's a lot of interesting options for DC and I don't know which way the company's going to go. It'll be interesting to find out though. You're still muted, Bob. I'm saying they have no plan. Brock Lesnar is going to hold on to that belt for at least another month. Then he'll show up. WrestleMania's in four weeks. That's how long until Brock Lesnar is announced for fighting anybody. And DC's, you know, hurt allegedly. So, well, Bob and Steph, what do you guys think? Dos Santos goes now. Like, who does he fight next? He's probably not next in line for a championship. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Third. Are we making the argument that Stipe, at this point, is not going to get a title shot without beating somebody? Because if that's the case, I think if they can pay Stipe, and if they tell Stipe in writing, which they'd never do, but if you beat Junior Dos Santos, we're giving you a title shot, that's the fight. The third matchup between those two. My opinion. What do you think, Steph? Uh, I, I kind of think that's what's happening, too. Um, alternatively, if Stipe wants to be stubborn and hold out, I say you do uh, Francis and Junior, because Francis is another guy who's, you know, he came off, he's coming off an impressive win, but he's not necessarily next because we have this weird Brock Lesnar holding pattern. He's actually uh, ranked above, uh, go, right now it goes DC, Stipe, Francis, which, yeah, I mean, Francis and Junior, that makes sense, I guess. It'd be so really fun. It's a, that's a, that's as that's a new fight, you know, Stipe and Junior, they have met before. Um, I like that as the logical, like, on deck, you know, and then, you know, Stipe gets, if he starches Junior, then fine, give him the title shot I think he already deserves. If Junior beats Stipe, then yeah, Junior has climbed his way back into title contention. But if none of these are happening, again, Francis is right there, so that's a compelling fight. And then against Junior, you're going to get a standing fight, so in all likelihood, someone's going to get knocked out in that fight, and that's all you ever really want out of heavyweights. I do just want to chime in real quick about Derek Lewis, because this is kind of my point about him a little bit, and it's kind of disappointing. When he got the DC fight, the number one thing I said, I said this was a waste of all the momentum Derek Lewis has built for himself. He wasn't ready for a title shot. It was happening too fast. There were injuries at play, and it's kind of showing now. 
I he's never going to get back to that moment because he's always had holes. Things just really broke well for him. And do you remember? I, I just I just feel like it's disappointing for Derek Lewis if you're a Derek Lewis fan. Like that was his one shot, and it was kind of under not the most ideal circumstances. Well, you know what? Let's give Derek Lewis this because apparently he got a new contract out of that fight, and he said the numbers being reported don't do it at justice how much he's getting paid. And that's a quote. So that makes me happy. But what you're talking about, Steph, it kind of reminds me, remember we were all rally for Mark Hunt and all that shit when he got like on a four-fight win streak? And the title shot he got was on two weeks' notice in Mexico where he had to cut 40 pounds in Mexico City against Verdum, which apparently is where Verdum's, we learned Verdum's superpowers are activated in Mexico City. Not that Mark Hunt was going to get a title shot any other way, but like, to be that fair, was, Bobby, that, that was Mauricio the over Doom speaks better Spanish than Cain Velasquez. Well, okay, that too. But you know what I mean? Like it's like the same thing, right? Where he, Mark had, Mark Hunt had all this momentum, and it kind of peaked right there, and like it wasn't exactly in a condition where like you know, like everything almost had to go perfect to get to the point we were at, and then the way the title shot happened just wasn't anywhere. Like it was not with not it wasn't ideal. It wasn't even okay circumstances, let alone ideal. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And this is tough, you know, because we, we they do share a lot of common, these kind of big, heavy set power hitter guys. Um, but yeah, you just want them with any title fight. You want the challenger to be coming in as optimum as possible. We'll never be 100 percent healthy, you know, They'll but they should at least have a fair training camp. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, is just with both those guys. They're kind of guys that you never really thought would get that opportunity. There's big gaping holes in their game. Their record isn't so stellar that it's like, oh, this guy deserves it. But you get into a little bit of a groove. You get a win streak going. And especially in heavyweight, you don't need to rack up a lot. You kind of get into that that conversation, right? And Derek Lewis, you know, was never in that conversation until he beat Nagano. And then he got another big win. It was like, okay, you know, I guess, you know, the, the numbers and who's not fighting and who is fighting have kind of worked in such a way that it kind of makes sense that this guy gets his shot. And I agree with you, Steph. Like, it, it, it kind of sucked that we, we knew, like, it's the stars were probably not going to align again for him to be in a position where he's knocking on the door of, of the championship and you wanted him to get enough time. And and now, you know, a couple fights removed, it just seems like, yeah, he's really further down. So he's going to have to rally up again to get that shot. And it just seems like mentally and physically where he's at in his career, it just might not, you know, come together again which is unfortunate but like bobby said you know he got some time in the spotlight and he's made the most out of it right like he and i never honestly i don't mean to hate the guy because or hate on him because i like him a lot I like his personality and his outgoingness and just him generally as a person but Derek lewis never really rang to me a guy who was championship quality that was going to be able to even get a title shot let alone you know, hold it. You know, I don't think Derek, this is a fighter that if he was able to beat DC is not a champion. That was like, yeah, this dude's going to run this division for a good time. It's like, eh, he's got a lot of holes. Someone's going to be able to expose him, but at least he got that belt. Um, and yeah, that's you know what? Belt. Also like we kind of learned, it's like, he's one of those guys also like where he's going to be, he's going to have a job in this company as long as he wants. And like, if he wants, as long as he wants to keep fighting, because it's not so much whether he wins or loses, which the way he does win is wonderful. But Derek Lewis, you're kind of it. Kind of reminds me of Quentin Jackson, before you know it got more sad. But like he's kind of there for the whole like. There's a show behind it. You know what I mean? He's charismatic enough. People are into him in a level. I mean, because like people, it's you know when if you're not an interesting fighter and not charismatic, once you fight for a belt, it's like Jake Shields. Like I mean, once Jake Shields fought for a belt and he didn't win it, you kind of knew like, well, he's not going to have this job that much longer. He's just a guy who takes up space. You know, Derek Lewis can. 
he's a heavyweight that knocks people out and he's funny as hell right he's yeah. gonna as long as that back holds up he can keep fighting which as, as a fighter in this landscape there's really two ways that you get to you know to really providence and to, to to be able to make a living off this it's either you're incredibly skilled like a jake's shields right like this dude's just top notch at at certain crafts in the game or you're a great personality right and you can get that connection with the fans that gets them involved in your fights that has them showing up that makes them buy the t-shirts and that's just a way that you can garner more money right because either you're going to be a top draw because your skill level is so high or you're just a charismatic person, or, you know, in some cases, you're both those things, like, like Conor McGregor. That's how you get a megastar, right? The skill and the charisma match up, and you just have someone that is not only able to get it done in the octagon uh, consistently with a lot of flash, but also just has the personality to bring people into the sport that normally wouldn't really care if it was just a bunch of Jake Shields out there, right? And which is really weird that we kind of, we're kind of knocking on Jake Shields now, because we fucking know that dude is a fucking character that no one has cashed in on, that he could be extremely popular if his story was told in the right way, just hasn't come hasn't come in that way but uh yeah it's sad for Derek lewis but ultimately i think the guy's gonna be fine as long as his body holds out and he's able to fight he's gonna bring in a large fan base where he's gonna be making bank and um you know for me i always talk about you know i hope his exit strategy is is so that he doesn't have to you know fight longer than he should with a guy with the back injuries that he's had you know when his body is not able to train regularly and get in shape for these fights i, I think he should hang it up um, and hopefully, you know, he has something to fall back on, whether that's a job in the UFC or he has some he gets into our fucking field, which we dominate him and does a fun podcast or some shit. I mm. think there's other avenues that he could still make a living after this is done, because I think a lot of people like him and he's fun and he's charismatic and people will want to listen or see him and whatever he does after fighting. If that, you know, the ship sails for him. So, so what you're saying is we need to get a hold of Derek Lewis's people and then recruit him to replace Mike on the podcast. And he'll be our colorful character. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he, he would character. he would slot in where Mike kind of does. <laughs> Just a colorful character? Mike, you're the colorful character on our show. You bring pizzazz and showmanship to our shit. Yeah. Which we're essentially telling people this episode does not have those things. No, no, this is going to be dry as shit. So. Yeah, this is dry as shit. This, this is, is hard-hitting yeah. facts, people. This is yeah. doing 30 minutes on this fight that I'm the only one that watched. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I, I literally saw a gif, or, like, that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I'm so uh, Conor McGregor got arrested like an hour or two ago, I guess. For Breaking somebody, news. somebody was recording him, and then he grabbed that shit, grabbed the phone, and Ooh. either broke or took it. I don't, I don't care. This is called <laughs> he's going to cut a paycheck in a couple hours, and nothing will have happened. I do find it interesting that the like it, phones are so expensive now that the value of it, where like conversion of the conversion of such a piece of property is now a felony like it's too expensive to be a misdemeanor it's how expensive everybody's fucking phone is that's that's the interesting part for me in this thing that this would be a felony i i I just heard about this just now and i'm wondering what the circumstances of this was because connor has always been kind of a friendly guy with the fans you know at least with the fan base so someone must have really been in his fucking face or asking questions about his son or some shit. My understanding, it's in Miami Beach, so I'm just going to presume a line of blow was being done, and he didn't want it documented. I was also just going to say Florida is a trash state full of trash people, so... Yeah, I was going to say Florida, I was like, okay, it was probably some fucking hick that was just, like, all in his fucking face or some shit, but... Yeah, I was going to say, if you live in Florida, you live in a garbage part of the country, and you should rethink where you live. Just putting that out there. But I think the Mm -hmm. bigger thing that we're seeing is, and we've Mm -hmm. seen this with a lot of professional athletes, right? When they get a lot of money, like, he's going to start 
squandering it in lawsuits, right? Like he's racking up like lawyer bills and lawsuits and fees. It was like, dude, you got to the top. Like, just play it cool, cash that bank. Don't give it to don't give some dude, you know, five thousand five hundred thousand no, dollars. For, for someone that we all recognize as not a dumb person, he's made a couple dumb mistakes along this path. That just like, happens when you get money. You kind of you feel invincible, right? Like I don't I can do whatever I want because this big cash cow that is never going to dry up ever, ever, ever can get me out of a lot of trouble. And then you, you run into a you know, Mike Tyson kind of situation where it's like, shit, now I'm into pigeon racing because uh, not a lot of people do this. I don't have to interact with them and I don't get sued for doing some weird shit and going off. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, that happened. So that's really, if you, man, if you start recording a celebrity who's out with his family or even doing blow, I think all bets are off at that point with your phone. <laughs> just my opinion. Well, you know, it's not the law. That's not the law. Just know that you're not a victim. Just know that in the eyes of the general per of the of a general public, you're not a victim. You're an asshole. Just yeah. Put that out I mean, there. I have don't, to feel like don't fucking record people. Oh, look, don't record people with just doing their shit. Someone's getting their ass whooped by the cops. Please record that. Yeah, I mean, but I like a, you know. You're pulling out your phone. You're already an asshole. Like, well, remember when we were? Remember when um, Michael Phelps uh, was taking bong rips at some party, and someone like took pictures of it? I'm like, who's the asshole who's like, Michael Phelps wants to take bong rips with you, and you're like recording it, and like, who's that asshole? You know, the the I already know the motivation. Like, I can make some fucking money off this picture. There's Conor McGregor. I'm sure I could take some. You know, everyone, anyone that does that is either. Gaining for their own fame, because I'm going to put it on Instagram. I'm going to get like a million followers. Or I'm going to sell a video of someone doing something, you know, bad to some tabloid to make... It, it's great, right? It's either I'm going to get famous off this or I'm going to get rich off this. That's why people do most of the stupid shit they do. And it usually doesn't work out. Usually Conor McGregor takes your phone and smashes it on the ground. Yeah. But then you get a nice lawsuit out of it. So, I think he know. must have been with... Wasn't he with his family? Because like he just was... He was. I saw he was like there was a videos of him on vacation and... He just finished the uh, community service from the stupid fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> he li- literally finished more, it. Baby. He finished that like yesterday. Like, what's the end game? They're going to take, he say he can't fight in the United States? Okay. He'll get rich fighting in fucking Ireland. He'll be fine. He'll- for the first time, I saw his uh, commercial for that proper 12 whiskey. Uh, though I did have a moment of uh, that Simpsons, like 99 takes and this is the best one you got, huh? All right, whatever. <laughs> By the way, I just want to put this out there. For this card in Wichita, for an attendance of 7,265 people, they had a gate of $4 million. Like, average ticket price was $555. Yeah, those numbers I need to start matter. making that Wichita money. I was going to say, how much is the cost of living in Wichita? Like, I need to know, like, I mean, you must think you're they're never coming back. Right? The UC's logic must have been like... Like is Derek Lewis from Wichita? I thought he's from Houston. Like they got that they got that corn money or something out there. I the lucrative corn market. I mean, Kansas. I don't know. It's Kansas. It's not Iowa. What? If you're from Kansas, tell us what you have there. We don't want to disparage your state more than we have already. Though all I've said so far, I guess, is it must be expensive to live there. Five hundred fifty-five fucking dollars. I mean, to me, the entire Midwest is just a bunch of fields and nuclear missile silos. If you have anything beyond nuclear missile silos, you tell us. Yeah, I got, I mean, I've been to Kansas City. There wasn't a lot going on. I think that's Missouri also, not Kansas, which doesn't make any sense. This is a great part of the po- I'm really enjoying the podcast this week, guys. Covering <laughs> a lot of information. Yeah, See, you know what? I'm having a good time. We're going into, like, geography. And- yeah, it's, it's what it is. All right. Um, I don't know what fucking else happened. Just be honest. Look, Stefan and I were talking about this. I think it was a week or two ago, Steph, where we're like, 
it's more fun to complain about wrestling than MMA because the MMA complaints we have are all fucking depressing. It is. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to, I, I like, I don't want to get into it because it's old news, but I just ended up watching more stuff on the fallout of the uh, last UFC. Um, I thought Rufus admitting, yeah, Tyron's not getting a title shot. We know they don't like him. I thought that was refreshing. Yeah. Uh, I saw a long interview with uh, Anthony Smith, and, um, you know, I, I can respect him for it, but I feel like he hammered down every point I made, and he negated the point Mark made. He said, you know all that stuff I said I wasn't going to do? Well, I did all of it. I don't know why. I just did all of it. I didn't do anything I said I was going to do in there. I'm just like everyone else. And they're like, is it because John Jones is good? He's like, I guess so. It apparently happens to everyone, so I guess I'm not special. And I'm like, I can you know, respect your honesty, but yeah, that was really effing disappointing. But the upside, and Bobby, I still haven't gone onto his Twitter, so I'm still not burnt out on him. But like, uh, Ben Askren has like a half-hour interview with uh, Okamoto. Like... And everything, and like it's a good interview. And he's an interesting guy. Look, he's not like when I comments, Ben Askren is fucking popular now. Like all these ESPN casuals have gravitated to Ben freaking Askren. Yeah, like, no, it's I, I got you. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, when I say his Twitter, I'm just it's not that he's like Colby Covington and get up over there. It's just he's an interesting cat. Let's just put it like it's not. I mean, he's. You know, he's not, he's not, you know, openly racist like Covington. Let's put it that way. He's just, you know, weird libertarian. Let's put it that way. Um, Conor McGregor's lawyer. Last evening, Conor McGregor was involved in a minor altercation over a cell phone that resulted in, resulted in a car to law enforcement. And Conor McGregor appreciates his, <laughs> appreciates the response of law enforcement and pledges his full cooperation. Well, I mean, okay. That told us nothing. Um, not a bad mugshot. I'll give him that though, man. Man stood there. With his big bushy beard. Um, oh, you saw that Anthony Smith's gonna fight Alexander Gustafson um, in I think a month, um, if that. Anybody got a problem with that? He'd really get his ass whooped too badly, I guess. But it, you know, no, it's kind of a good fight. It'll it'll be a good barometer to see if Anthony Smith really is worth you know. Because I mean, I think leading up to this fight it was kind of like he had a good run, but he didn't have a lot of those big names on it that I would have liked to see for someone that's going up for a title like Gustafson. If Anthony Johnson was still around, he didn't have like a big marquee. I guess he did beat uh, what was he it? Short Hulk time. Him. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. That was probably. I his. guess it's longer away than I could. I can't see when it's even happening, so it must be happening later than I thought it was. Um, but no, I'm down for it. I think it sounds yeah. good. Um, the UFC is going to Rochester. That's a mistake. Okay, this is happening June first, actually. So he has plenty of time to take on Anth- take on Gustafson. Man, even if he loses to Gustafson, just the type of fight he has with him is going to show us a lot too. Because Gustafson's very good. He's maybe the second best light heavyweight since we're not counting uh, DC anymore. Yeah, but it's like kind of I'm where I am always am with Gustafson. He kind of now knows he's not really fighting for anything. He's not getting another title shot. So yeah, but, you know. That? Because he's, um, he's talked about retiring. Like, he's like, if I can't be champion, I may as well retire. Uh, was that before he had a kid? Because now he's got to pay for that kid's existence. Because that's a thing, too. That's a good as reason. As a Gustafson fan, I just have to say my one qualm with him is uh, when he started, he was willing to tattoo the lost triangles with all his win triangles. But after John Jones, he didn't want to keep tattooing those lost triangles anymore. I thought he did. I thought, I know he has with John Jones, the first, this most recent one, or the the first John Jones loss? I think the most recent one and then one of the DC ones, he basically stopped updating the tattoo a couple years ago is what I'm saying. Hey, man, that's diaper money. He's got kids. Um, yeah, okay, there's a card this weekend. Um, I'm honestly trying to figure out what time this thing starts at because apparently it's happening in London. 
um, which is now making me rethink the pick I'm about to make, to be honest with you guys. Because um, I've seen what happens with Darren Till and home cooking judges when he's in England, because I'm still not convinced he beat Wonderboy. And by not convinced, I'm like pretty sure he didn't beat Wonderboy. Um, this thing is happening at main card at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Saturday. That's not bad. Um, all right, Darren Till, Jorge Masvidal. Uh, Darren Till's last fight was getting uh, dropped and choked by the now former welterweight champion of the world, Tyron Woodley. Uh, Jorge Masvidal, I honestly don't remember the last time we saw him fight. He was on a reality show, it's my understanding, and he did pretty well on uh, Spanish-language television. Um, Jorge Masvidal last fought, uh, lost two straight fights. Yeah. I, don't even, Maya. I don't even remember the Thompson one, to be honest. I mean, the Maya one was close, I remember. Could have gone either way, but I don't even remember any about him and Thompson sounds like a good time. Does anybody remember what the fuck happened in this fight? You say it sounds like a good time. I say it sounds like a lackluster decision that was uneventful. Well, there, I mean, in fairness, Masvidal's fights normally aren't boring. They're like, he normally, like, I mean, I'm imagining the Maya one. I remember the Maya one wasn't terribly exciting, but that's some of that's just fighting Damian Maya. Um, what are the odds in this one, Steph? Uh, we had Darren Till as a pretty solid favorite at minus 240 to uh, Masvidal's plus 200. And Mike, who's not with us, made his pick already, Marcus. Who's he got? Uh, Till. I'm going to go Till. Masvidal showed up homeless looking to the press conference. Um, I really like Jorge Masvidal. We've talked about it on this podcast a million times why we all like Jorge Masvidal. In addition to being a wonderful fighter, there is that one. Someone's got to find whatever this was called on Middle Easy, right, Stefan, where he was just playing video games and he wouldn't let his coach in. Oh, yeah, where he was uh, <laughs> avoiding them because he wanted to play Call of Duty and eat ice cream. Yeah, yeah, it was a great video. And then they climbed up his fire escape and then played video games with him instead of going to practice, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I got I love Jorge Masvidal. Darren Till's huge. And chances are he's going to show up like at 180 pounds. And Masvidal's a goddamn savage. He's going to accept anything. And now he's fighting a giant man in his, like, home country. But he's outweighs him by 40 pounds. And he's, like, five inches taller than him. And the judges are have not a lot of faith in the judges in England with Darren Hill after his last fight. I I think there's too many things working against Jorge. I got Darren Till. Uh, Steph, what do you think? Uh, I'm the same. I'm taking Till. It's just... Masvidal is a very solid across-the-board fighter, but I just don't see him having the wrestling game to punish Till's biggest weakness. And the more it's standing, the more it favors Till. Marcus, what do you think? Is the Strikeforce vet going to get it done here? Yeah, you know, I, I'm doing the post for the website. I wrote down Glooms' name, and then you picked him too, and I was like, oh, shit, I should just put all of us now, shouldn't I? Because <laughs> and see where this is going. Um, And look... Like you said, Bobby, I agree with everything. Like we love, I love uh, Jorge Masvidal. I think he's, you know, a really interesting cat and extremely skilled in the cage. I think Till just presents a lot of problems that he's not going to have the answers to. And I even, you know, and sometimes I'd even, you know, would be willing to die on this hill and just be like, oh fuck it. I know that the chances are small, but I really just don't have that confidence that he's going to be able to even kind of pull off an upset here. I think Darren Till in his hometown, just and like you said, Bob, he's just so fucking big at 170. And Jorge Masvidal is not a big one. So he the dude, this dude fights probably more frequently at 155 than he does at 170. So I think there's going to be a big size difference. I think Darren Till is extremely skilled on the feet, and I think Masvidal is probably a better over a better overall fighter. I think his his ground game is 
probably better than Till's, but I just don't think he's going to be able to easily get it there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Till's going to get this one. But I'm, I'm still pulling for Masvidal. I hope he can pull off the upset, but I just don't think it's very likely. God, Masvidal's Wikipedia is just a wonderful place. Masvidal walks around at 185 pounds. Side note, Darren Till's going to weigh 200 pounds easy when this fight starts. Just putting that out there, okay? He is not known to adhere to a strict athlete's diet. No shit. Eating junk food throughout his fight camps. In a recent interview, he stated that his favorite places to eat during fight camp is McDonald's, then Chipotle when he's cutting weight. Which, God bless you, man. God bless you, Masvidal. Uh, so I have the diet of a professional athlete. Is what I was going to say, you. like, yeah. And when Mark's watching himself, that's Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah, um, um, Darren Till and Masvidal main eventing. A really good fight, though. Let's not discount that. This is... This does sound like a good goddamn time. Um, and as we will be in a place with gambling being legal, as we will be celebrating Marcus's here's uh, bachelordom ending, his bachelor party, bachelorhood, something. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to be able to bet on this thing. I was going to bet on Masvidal. Now I'm like, I kind of talked. I, now I just picked tail. Now I don't know what I'm doing. The co-main event, though. That's why I didn't pick Masvidal. I like, I wouldn't even be comfortable putting money on him. Even if it's like, I know it's a long shot. I'm going to win a lot of money if he pulls it off. I just don't see it happening. And I I'm going to be happy if we come back next week. And I was like, whoa, man, I was fucking wrong. Masvidal just beat the shit out of Darren Till. I'll gladly, I'll eat those words with, with a big fucking smile on my face. You're just not going to eat that money. You don't want to eat that money. I'm exactly. not going to put the money on the line. You know what, Marcus? You, got, you can have $5 on my bet, whatever it is. Um... Alex Oliveira, when he fought Gunnar Nelson, after Gunnar Nelson didn't fight for a year and a half, really, that was a big, big win for Gunnar Nelson. And now Gunnar Wilson comes back after fighting in December, a pretty goddamn quick turnaround for a man who had all these injuries, taking on Leon Edwards in the co-main event. Leon Edwards being, uh, oh shit, we got an appearance from Lavender Gooms, who's showing up late as fuck, but he's here, folks. Well, it's not an appearance when it's a audio podcast. I mean, it's a. It's not a visual uh, medium, Bobby. Okay, thank you. We've only been go doing this for uh, seven years, you know. D just go back to wherever you came from. All right. Um, Mike loves to just come in and interrupt with no context. Yeah, man. Like not even like, hey, man, are you guys? You know, maybe uh, we're. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I was gonna stay shut until there was a good moment to come in. Bobby was the one that. Wanted hey, do you guys remember the time? Ish. Sanchez was drunk at a baseball game in Japan and called into the just signed into the podcast for no reason in the middle the of the Japanese high school band playing him in. Yeah, that was that was definitely good listening for everybody involved. I was gonna I'm, say Mike uh, caught wind that I was uh, angling to replace him with Derek Lewis on the pod. Yeah, that did happen. Come, he wanted to come and ensure his position. Yeah, I mean I to be clear, you, I guarantee you the crowds loved that uh, band playing from the Japanese folk at a uh, Koshian. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Um, Leon Edwards, um, Gunnar Nelson going to do this thing. Gun Leon Edwards hasn't lost a fight in a long fucking time. Leon Edwards is on a six-fight win streak extending back, uh, which started in May 2016, has not lost a fight in quite some time, hasn't fought since uh, last June. Um, long layoff for the man um, who's uh, born in Jamaica, lives in England, grew up in England, actually. So this is uh, not in... The o not in you know London specifically, but Birmingham, which is a you know few hours drive, quite frankly, from London. Um, betting odds for this one, Stefan. Uh, Leon Edwards is coming in as the slight favorite at minus one fifty to Gunnar Nelson's plus one thirty. Um, that betting line makes a lot of sense to me because a lot of times with Gunnar Nelson, it seems like we all recognize he's probably more skilled than the other guy. 
but he's just kind of looking at him and he doesn't he has a trouble some trouble getting off um leon edwards isn't always the most thrilling fighter but he'll get in your fucking face and he will you know he will take care of business um in that regard uh went out there and got a big win over donald cerrone that was during the does donald cerrone care anymore stretch at 170 pounds um i'm gonna take gunner nelson um i think He's back. He's healthy. You know, that Alex, Alex Oliveira win was a big, big one for him. It really showed a lot because Cowboy Oliveira is a tough, tough opponent. And to get a win over him um, was, uh, quite frankly, pretty goddamn impressive. So I'm going to take Gunnar, Gunnar Nelson stopping um, Leon Edwards' momentum, getting a win here. Um, Mike, you're you're here now. What do you got, buddy? I know we have it already, but you tell us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Leon Edwards. Uh, for me, it's more not so much that I think Leon Edwards is that much better, um, even though he has done very well for himself. I don't think he's lost maybe the last two, three years. But I don't know. I've just never been truly sold on on Gunnar Nelson as a, as a true contender in this division. And for me to pick him over Leon Edwards at this point, um, that would be confirming my thought that he is a contender. So I can't do that. So... I'm going to go with Leon Edwards. Stefan, what do you think, buddy? At the start of this, I was going to pick Gunner because, uh, uh, you know, especially since we we're going to be able to bet on this possibly this weekend, you know, I, 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 Gunner is one of those guys who was one of my very successful parlays. So I got some loyalty to those guys. Um, but as I started looking to Leon Edwards, the name, you know, it was familiar, but I had to do a bit of a deeper dive to remember who he was. And, his record is just more impressive. Um, his two UFC losses are Kamaru Usman, which we all know what that is now. And I don't remember this fight, but his UFC debut was a split decision loss to Claudio Silva in Brazil. So I'm just going to say that was probably shenanigans as hell. So uh, I feel like he's, he's bigger. He's also a lot bigger than Gunner, And that's something that's always a little concerning about Gunner at welterweight. He, he doesn't cut a lot. He's not especially tall. Um, his his track record is just better. Like you said, it may be the uh, Donald Cerrone doesn't care tour of his career, but at the same time, that Donald Cerrone win is better than any win Gunner has. And they both have submissions over the same guy. So, like, you know, they've been successful against common opponents. Uh, Leon's just had better ones. I like this matchup quite a bit, too. It's another good fight. Marcus, what do you think? First, I think, what a fucking roller coaster I'm on over here. Lavender Gooms made this article. He put his pick for Nelson. <laughs> and then I was thinking, you know what? I kind of like Nelson? this. Did on. I put Nelson? You put Nelson, and I'm thinking in the oh, back no, of my head. Of <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, I always pick Gunner because, you know, he seemed like such a strong prospect back in the day, but that hasn't really worked out. I, I always mean, dude's only, the guy's only got three losses, and they're not the bad people, not by bad. the way. So I was thinking, like, you know what? And, and we got we got Gooms picking Nelson. Bobby just picked Nelson. I think I'm going to go with it. And then. And then uh, Mike picks Edwards, and now Stefan's picking Edwards. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna go back to making bad decisions. Yeah, join me in the bad decisions, Mark. All right. I'm pretty sure all those three losses, I definitely picked him to win because I thought he was a really, uh, you know, a, a star in the making. Um, but you know, he's had some tough roads. I, and, and Bobby, I just like you said, I think this is a really close, tough fight to call, just because Gunner can look fantastic sometimes, and sometimes he just doesn't look like his head's totally there. And Leon Edwards is just like. Like Stefan said, he has a really impressive record. I would say the one little dig on that is like he has some notable names, but there's not a lot of those like high caliber names on his list. Right? I think when you look at like his, his probably his best win was uh, Barbarino, 
or, or Cerrone. Cerrone and Barbarino were probably like the most high caliber guys he's beaten. And then you look at Gunner, and maybe the wins aren't high caliber, but the losses, you know, Damian, okay, Rick Story's there. I'm, I'm losing the, the. Well, he was the winning the Rick Story already. fight, and then, like, it looked like Rick Story just started trying harder than him, and did, and then, like, Gunner just looked at him for three rounds, honestly. Uh, day, I think this is just a really close, tough fight to call. And, you know, I'm going to even it out, and I'll, I'll go with uh, Nelson on this, and we'll see how it turns out on Saturday. Am I in last place? No, I'm in second place. Are you in last place? No, Stefan uh, is firmly in last place. Guys, we, we I know Mike's gonna win this year, but we like he he, he can't just do it picking chalk. Guys, we gotta we gotta make this a little tougher for him. Um, we all picked that one. All right, the only other fight we're gonna pick. Not that this is necessarily a bad card. It's just a lot of fights with just one person. You know, you know, of interest to us. Um, for example, Arnold Allen being on the prelims and uh, Joe Duffy being on the prelims too. Oh, I like I like Jack Marshman, by the way. Just putting that out there. Gotta watch that fight. But we're gonna talk about Vulcan. No time. Ozdemir taking on Dominic. I'm gonna guess the Dominator. Nope. The Devastator. What the fuck? The Devastator Reyes. Can't be two Dominic Dominators in the same sport. Dude, there oh, was Dominic. There was a hockey player. Like that's that's Look, what you okay, have to name Dominic. That There's like nine sugars in boxing. But this is Americans we're talking about. The Devastator. It's also a pretty okay. shitty nickname. Damn. Uh, you're really failing at Lent already, Mike. Jesus. Um, all right. That's who you're disappointing, specifically. Jesus. Uh, all right. Um, betting line, Stefan. Uh, Dominic Reyes is a shockingly big favorite, in my opinion, at minus 270 to pl- uh, Vulcans plus 230. I mean, honestly, I was going to pick Dominic Reyes, but I did not expect this kind of thing. But first, Mike's picking Ozdemir, allegedly. Which is what we wrote down. Let's see if that's that, that is for sure true. Yeah, for sure, not a mistake. Yeah. All right. Your... Well, that was a mistake on the website. That what do you think? What's your logic here? The man fought for a title. He's probably better than this kid, or what? <laughs> He's lost two in a row, but we cannot forget the run he was on and how good he looked before he fought Daniel Cormier. And there is no shame in losing to Anthony Smith because we saw Anthony Smith. Uh, when he's not fighting John Jones, he's pretty good. Um, so I don't give him too much of a demerit for losing to to Anthony Smith as well. And that one was a, a decision as well. It's not like he got stopped. So he got rear naked choked by Anthony yeah. Smith. No, I thought got, it was, wasn't that a decision? No. Yeah, Anthony Smith broke him too because he was Anthony beating Smith, up Anthony Smith. Who is not a wrestler, took him down easily, took his back, and choked him. Also, this is, what, he, this is what happens when you come into a podcast halfway through. You're all messed up. Um, either way, I'm still going to pick no time. I still think he is uh, likely top five to maybe top seven light heavyweight. So I'm going with him. Uh, Mike said we cannot forget what Vulcan Ozdemir did before that loss to Daniel Cormier. I am choosing to forget what Vulcan Ozdemir did before that loss to Anthony to, to Daniel Cormier. Because um, honestly, uh, we need we need Dominic Reyes to win this, guys. We as a sport need the guy who's 10 and 0 and fucking 29 years old to win this shit. Okay, at light heavyweight. Also, he's looked good and what I wanted to see and I know OSP isn't, you know, the greatest fighter out there, but he's a been a title contender and he's a solid light heavyweight. He went three hard rounds. And all of his other fights had been first round fights, first round um wins in the UFC. And he got tired in the third round against OSP, but he still was still there, may throw in punches. I remember watching that actually with Mark and Steph. I mean, it's a pay-per-view. It's not a surprise I watched it with Mark and Steph. But I remember at the end of it, I'm like, I needed three hard rounds out of that guy. I wanted to see three rounds out of him. 
And fuck, he's minus 270, because God, we all need this. Um, Dominic Reyes is going to win. I think Volk and Ozdemir doesn't have a lot for anybody if you're still there after a round. Um, he kind of got broken by Anthony Smith, it looked like. He was beating up Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith was taking it. And then all of a sudden, Anthony, just didn't, Anthony Smith just decided, I'm going to whoop this guy's ass. And Vulcan didn't know what to do with a man still there. So I'm going to go with uh, Dominic Reyes, the pupil of Joe Stevenson. Stefan? Um, I'm taking Dominic Reyes, but uncomfortably so, because um, I think Vulcan has been exposed. He's got a poor gas tank, and he has no wrestling acumen. Um, but that said, Dominic Reyes is not a wrestler. He is also a stand-up fighter. And this is the, my concern is I don't know which one of them is the better stand-up fighter. I don't know which one of them has better hands, but they both entirely rely on their hands as their game. So uh, I expect a knockout. Um, but what you said, which puts it over the top for me, is that we saw uh, Dominic Reyes in a stand-up fight where he it, he didn't he didn't he didn't give up when it didn't start going for him he didn't fade he didn't gas out when the fighter came back late he didn't disappear the way Ozdemir did so I think you know at a three round fight I, I think Reyes has the capacity to go to a decision better but they are both stand up fighters so he's not going to expose Vulcan's like identifiable weakness so that's why the line is much bigger than I think it should be because if he just stands with Vulcan that's where Vulcan is at his best so. Um, I, it could be a knockout either way, but like you said, Reyes is the you know hotter prospect still being undefeated, and we need people like that. So, like I said, I like the storylines. It's a better story if the undefeated guy stays undefeated. Yeah, it's uh, good for everybody involved. Quite frankly, Mark, what do you think? You gonna you gonna join Mike in the land of no time, or are you gonna join us with the Devastator and his terrible nickname? And th this. Me picking this fight is just like the last one where I've changed my mind like two times throughout this. At first, I was thinking like, oh, everyone's picking Ozdemir. Because see, this is what I see in the similarities is in both fights, there's a guy that was very promising early on that the road's been a little rocky recently. And they're fighting guys with really stellar records that I'm just not as familiar with. Even though I've seen both these guys' fights, their fights don't stand out in my mind. And in these cases, I always pick the guy like, I, I know Ozdemir. I know what he does well. I don't know Dominic that well, but I just don't feel comfortable picking fighters I'm just not as familiar with. Um, but I'm picking uh, Dominic Reyes because I picked I picked Gunner in the last fight. I can't keep doing the same shit. <laughs> but uh, no, I think it's just it is a really close fight, and I think a lot of the points you guys made um, are extremely apt. Th this know. should be another, by the way. We've all three fights we've talked about all sound like they're going to be a good time all three of these fights yeah i mean i think in all three of them the, the till fight is the one that i'm most confident that he has the you know the percentage to win is the highest for him and i think these other fights are really close and you know and maybe it's just my symmetric mind i'm doing the article i'm like well you know it would be good if it's another two two but no I, i'm going with dominic reyes he's the future ozdemir had his time but he has no time he had his time but there's no more time you see what i'm doing you there of all, but I'll it's tell you about the main. Uh, even uh, even though you're Darren Till, you're confident you're down Darren Till pick. I'm confident if that shit hits the mat, he's getting choked. So he needs it's to not hit the mat. Like I don't think he. I think he's not getting up unless the round ends. Let's see. Like he's he's getting choked by Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal gets a hold of him. I just don't opinion. think Masvidal has that good of takedowns. No, I just think Darren Till does enough dumb shit to maybe get caught with something. It's possible. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. We all picked Till. I think right. You did. Unless yeah, Mike, so. you're going to switch. Was that a mistake? Yeah, Mike, too? you want to switch? But that a mistake, Mike? Uh, you want to join Masvidal and 
looking like a bum there <laughs> yo man i came into this podcast and i've just been vilified and like oh you dude, you want to say you want to welcome you, you for being late, late. like i'm just respect yeah you know i rush home from a you know from a work thing and i'm just you know to be for you guys, you know, be here for well, you guys. You gotta be here, Mike. What, what do you mean you do this for? You're, you're one of the hosts of this bitch. You, you were gone for 20 minutes, and we're all like, you know, uh, Derek Lewis, he can't fight forever. He's gonna have to do something. We might yeah. have to pick him up. I was typing up the I was typing up the offer letter. Okay, he I said you don't need. I wrote you don't need money because you said your contract is so good it, it can't even be. You know, uh, what I say, this, you can't even this, explain it. This offer letter. So what would the offer letter actually say? Hey, so Cuba, come spend an hour and a half with us each week. And at the end of a year, uh, you got to pay money. I was not going to charge him money. <laughs> you, you I was going to Derek Lewis share of it. Yeah, we, I was willing to eat Derek Lewis's cost here, man. Okay. <laughs> Even if it was only me, I was, I was willing to do that for, for the sake of this podcast. Cause you know what? I guarantee you we can get me undies or something to sponsor us. If Derek Lewis is on board, we might, we might break that, even at least. That is honestly, he needs to get a podcast. Cause that's just the most like obvious uh, sponsorships. Like, well, he signed he got a- with our microcorporeal underwear. Wouldn't would the more did obvious he- one be Popeyes? He already has that sponsorship, Pope, right? Mike, get on your fucking podcast game. Popeyes don't don't sponsor nobody. Me undies though, they're all over the place with Popeyes. Didn't Derek Lewis, Lewis. Well, I mean, did didn't Derek Lewis get a sponsorship with somebody about his balls being fresh, like some sort of nut scrub or something? Like I I swear that was a thing. When you uh, just gold bonds uh, you know, powder. Wouldn't that, mean, wouldn't that be the thing to keep keep your junk dry? Is he trying I mean, to edge in on Shaq's territory with that gold bond uh you know gold sponsorship? Bond. Shaq will sponsor it. Is Shaq still trying to sell people Buicks that he can't fit in? Honest question. Is that a thing still? I don't know. Sure. Was, though. I remember that he shoved his massive body inside one and he was like, look how comfortable I look. Like, Dude, <laughs> well, no, no. They cut to him inside of it. He didn't, they didn't show him getting oh, in. Because Jaws of Life to I was going to say, we needed the Jaws of Here we go. He signed up for, he, he got a sponsorship from Ball Wash. Um, yeah. When my, my balls may get hot, but at least they don't be funky thanks to Ball Wash. Use code BEAST for 20% off BallWash.com. Do they have a cardboard cutout of him saying that with a giant text bubble? I mean, no, there's a video of him on Instagram. Uh, um, yeah, so, right. yeah, he got his check. Derek Lewis, by the way, great uh, great uh, social media follow. Worth your time. Um, we're not picking the rest of this card, but if I was going to tell you to watch one other fight, it'd be uh, Joe Duffy versus Mark Casey. Stefan would tell you to watch Arnold Allen versus Jordan, Jordan Rinaldi, I'd imagine. Arnold Allen is fun. He was losing his last fight till he won it in the last last twenty seconds. That's he a real problem for a lot fight. of these guys. <laughs> um, Dia Casey was uh, some hot shit before he lost three in a row. So um, Jordan uh, uh, Joe Duffy might just put the nail in that coffin. Um, let's do stuff we like um, before half this before the rest of this podcast starts talking about Captain Marvel. I'm gonna talk about um, the wrestling. Um, Steph, did you watch this at all? I saw it. It was whatever. Mike, did, how much did you watch? I fell asleep. So almost none of it. Okay. Uh, WWE had an unnecessary pay-per-view um, called uh, called Fastlane. Say unnecessary because we all think we kind of know where we're headed here. With this, I but... really want them to call one of their pay-per-views unnecessary pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> um... Honestly, uh, some of the matches were just a good match. It was like a, a show with a bunch of pretty good matches. 
with ultimately no point to most of it. Um, really enjoyed um, the four-way match between Samoa Joe, uh, Andrade, Cien Almas, R-Truth, and Rey Mysterio. I honestly don't understand how Rey Mysterio still moves like Rey Mysterio because I remember Halloween Havoc 97, and, like, that shit was 22 years ago, and he somehow moves the same. So, fucking impressive right there. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed the three-way between Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, and Mustafa Ali. Um... Don't enjoy anything going on with Ronda Rousey at the moment. It's real weird. Uh, Her Instagram sucks. Uh, Misha Tate has been worked into a shoot. She's convinced Ronda's angry for real, which well done, Misha. Way to you know, way to eat the onion there. Um, and uh, yeah, the triple tag team match is good because well, you put the revival in there with Alistair Black and Ricochet and Chad Gable. Bobby Roode will look good too. So I enjoyed that part. It was a, it was an entertaining show, entertaining enough. Main event was all fun where they broke a bunch of shit uh, with the Shield and uh, the three big fuckers, Corbin, Lashley, and McIntyre. It was a fun watch. You really don't need to, like, know what's going on in terms of story. Just, you know, a bunch of people beat the crap out of each other. You know, it was nice. I enjoyed that. Uh, Asuka gave that girl a fat leg. Uh, kicked that girl right in the face, right, Mike? <laughs> oh, I saw that one. That was an act. That's an actual roundhouse kick. Like, yeah. She, that's, kicked that's, the, she kicked the F out of her. Yo, these uh, those Joshi girls ain't playing, man. Uh, Japanese wrestler, women, wrestling, wrestling women don't play. Okay, they work stiff. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I dug it. Um, you know, WrestleMania is in a month. It's gonna be about twelve hours long. So, uh, this was supposed to all make sense. Um, all right, everybody else here saw Captain Marvel. Yeah, so, Bobby, you're not. You don't like Marvel, so you know. Uh, I what can just, we do? None of you invited me. Just putting that out there. I would have invited you. Um, thank you, Mike. Mike would have invited me. Well, I can't say I, I would have because I didn't. So. I, I just got I one. I'm pretty sure we're all going to talk about Captain Marvel, but I just got one quick uh, uh, stuff I like this week. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you should check out the Oversimplify channel on uh, YouTube. It's essentially maybe 10 to 15 minute uh, mini episodes. Uh, really just breaking down in very simplified terms uh, certain world history events. Um, world War One, World War Two, Hitler, of all things. And uh, it does it with like little uh, sprite cartoons. Um, so it even makes a topic like Hitler very, uh, very fun to watch if, uh, you know, at least the most you can say that Hitler is fun. And uh, besides that, another thing I like, well, you know, Mike, I've just really been. How, how do I make Hitler fun? You know, not enough people think Hitler's fun. I mean, he has a he's fun a mean, mustache. evil guy. I want him to be fun. The other thing I like, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to like it anymore within the next few uh, few weeks or so, is Lent. As uh, Bobby alluded to, I gave one of the things I gave up was uh, cursing during Lent. And uh, originally, I had given myself a. I have to do 15 push-ups anytime I curse. And I realized my chest would explode with the amount of times I slip up and curse. So I dropped that down to fifteen to, to five per curse. And uh, from Monday to Sunday, I racked up 150 push-ups that I have told myself I have to cash in every Monday. So this morning wasn't fun. You should um, do 15 for the first curse, and then all the subsequent ones are five. I, I think what I'm going to do is that the first two weeks or so, keep it at five but then with the subsequent weeks maybe ratchet it up to 10 or 15 um you know because I, I would assume i wouldn't be slipping as much in those weeks that makes sense 
Um, Marcus, do you want to talk about anything before we get into? Uh, yeah, no, I, I did have a couple things just to go through video games real fast. Been playing Devil May Cry Five. It is excellent. I've been enjoying it a lot. Uh, this week, the Division Two comes out. Uh, me and Steph played the first one. I'm going to pass on the second one. Not that I didn't enjoy my time with the first one, but I did realize listening to Stefan play it, I realized that's probably the most annoying fucking game to be not be playing and just listen to because it's just fucking gunfire for literally like 25 minutes nonstop. And it's like, well, that is like the most annoying thing to listen to. You don't feel when you're playing it, it's fine. But like, I was just thinking like, Christine will go fucking insane and kill me. Um, and I'm just not, honestly like not that interested in it. But um, I, I did start watching a new show. Um, I think you guys might have heard of it. It's been out for a couple of seasons. Uh, AP Bio. Um, it stars the guy Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've, I'm about three episodes in, and I've been enjoying it. Uh, I can't remember that actor's name. He plays the exact same fucking character. I mean, like his. You, know, you, you said uh, Dennis. I'm like, yeah, Dennis moved cities and became yeah. a teacher, and he is still I mean, the same guy. He has a different backstory, but his character is the fucking same. Where he's just like kind of an obnoxious asshole. Um, but there's other characters around him um, that make it kind of fun. Uh, Patton Oswalt is in it. Um, I don't really think his character is all that interesting. He kind of he kind of plays that that kind of cliche character where he's the boss, but he's not in control at all. Basically, he just like bends to the will of this other guy because he's so charismatic and he wants this guy at his school or whatever. But um, there's some other teachers. Those fire engines are on my side. Don't worry about it uh, when you're listening to this. Um, but there's some other characters that kind of make it interesting. Uh, but that's pretty much all I have besides Captain Marvel stuff. If there's anything you want to talk about before we jump in? Um, yeah, I, it's my mom's birthday this weekend, so I just had a lot of family in town, just hung out. Um, yeah, I ended up seeing Captain Marvel twice, so that's kind of my thing this week. Two times. Didn't want to tell Bobby either time. Wonderful. Bobby, you don't like coming out here. Hey, um, all right, so if you guys want to go spoiler-free, spoiler it up here, or I don't know if you guys are going to, if you guys want to spoiler it up, you can. Um, just let me know now because I only want to go spoilers if Bobby listens. If Bobby doesn't listen, then we can. There's no, only like, one well, it's thing. worth mentioning this movie's been out for three days. And yeah, how much you watched the movie, Bobby? I did not. Uh, There's only well, maybe one. Maybe we thing. shouldn't go spoilers. Well, yeah, we we do not. No, I mean, I can I can I can drop headphones if you guys want to talk spoilers. There's one the spoiler I think is worth mentioning in specific. Well, there's, there's but mean, there's one, and you guys probably know. There's one scene that when I saw it, I was like, "Oh fuck, Bobby's gonna love this shit. This is so up Bobby's alley." Um, but we don't have to talk about that. Do you guys know yeah. what I'm talking about? Come I on, do you know because I saw an extended interview relating to it. Okay, I don't even know what you're talking about. This is this is great listening. Thank you. It is great <laughs> listening. Anyways, uh, I'll chime in. Uh, I think it is a perfectly good, not great Marvel film. And that is what most people don't want to say because everything has to be the best or the worst. In Hmong origin stories, I think it's one of the better ones. Is it a little weird pacing-wise now that we're 20 movies deep and we got Endgame coming up? Yeah, I, if you look at it through that lens, it's it's weird. It's slowed down. But if you look at it, if you compare it against origin movies, I think it's a very fine movie. There's problems with it, but there's a lot of good things in it, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll give I mean, I, I'm kind of in the same boat, right? I think that that's kind of the general consensus that I've been hearing mostly is just like people think it's, you know, it's good. It's not like the best ever. But, you know, for origin stories, like I agree with you stuff. I think it's kind of up there, like maybe Black Panther's better. Maybe the first Iron Man was better, but it's in that conversation. Um, and I would just say that it was it's a really fun female empowerment movie. And I mean, that's what it is. Uh, and I think it does it really well. And I think they avoid some tropes that just makes it stronger in that area um and one and i didn't even notice it you know when i was talking about the movie um with christine after the fact she said one of the things she really liked about it was 
the main female character did not have a love interest. And you can't say that about a lot of movies in general, especially superhero movies. And even when you look at Wonder Woman, she had the love interest with Chris Pine, you know. And in this movie, she, you know, they could have easily, there is a mentor in this movie that she's very close to, but they're the, just friends. And it would have been very easy for them just to do the cliche things like, oh, they're also romantically linked. And that makes the story stronger and the, the, the things that happen in it stronger because there's a romantic leak. But it doesn't need that. And this movie doesn't, isn't any worse because there's no um romantic relation in fact i think it's stronger and one of the things you know just just calling it a you know a female empowerment movie there's i think the emotional scene in this is having you know and do you guys remember what what is that rule in cinema cinema where it's cinema where it's uh two females have always talking about a guy like, well yeah i mean the rule the rule set is is there are two female characters in this movie that have names that talk to each other not about a man and the emotional scene in this movie is Captain Marvel and her best friend and her best friend doing another thing that a lot of female actresses talk that is not really shown in film or in the world that much is two female characters talking to each other, being positive and complimenting each other. Basically not belittling the other one or saying that she's better or worse, just saying like, no, you're a strong female you know lead person that i that inspires me and i thought that was that was the emotional hit in that movie and i think it landed it landed for me i was like that was a really kind of beautiful thing um that they tried to accomplish there and then i would say the other my bigger uh, Mar marcus the name of the test the bechdel test yeah the, i always forget that. i gotta remember that um but yeah so it doesn't fall into that trap obviously and probably one of the things i think the the movie's the strongest in, and we've seen this with other marvel more recent marvel films especially with guardians and ragnarok the soundtrack's fucking awesome in this film um obviously it takes place in the 90s so they're taking kind of the best of the best of that era which you know we've all kind of grown up so i think we all have a fondness for the music um but yeah i mean there's and like those other movies like ragnarok there's not a ton of songs in there but the ones they pick are so iconic to that time and i think also to female a lot of the songs are like uh are uh, from bands that are female born whether it was no doubt or courtney love um and i Courtney Love wasn't part of Garbage. Hold, was he? Hold, yeah. Right. Hold. And they had a Garbage song. And then there was a Nirvana song, right? So they really hit like the best of the best. And I thought the characters were fun. I don't think a lot of the... I don't. I wouldn't say it was like a particularly funny movie. There was a couple points that were kind of fun or interesting. But it wasn't like a laugh riot. Like with Thor Ragnarok and Guardians, I think like laugh per minute, they were a lot more... Uh, snappier with that but it was really enjoyable i had a lot of fun and um a lot of the movies now when i've been seeing them kind of my litmus test for how much i enjoyed it is like do i want to see it again and i do i kind of want to see it again i would not i got, I got that movie again i got a question yeah. um because wonder woman was a movie that came out and i dug first time around and then when i try to watch it again i thought it was really heavy-handed with um not to dismiss it, but I guess the girl power of it. Um, like there was points in that movie where I'm just like this. We're just like shoving like this in here. And it doesn't seem I'm trying to like specific scenes would be like all the shit with the secretary at a certain point. I'm like, yeah, man, I got it. He's got a secretary that like he can't do anything like you've made that joke four times. Does this I know it's a DC movie and Marvel does things very differently. Is it make sense? All like, is there any like. Because that's a lot of the criticism, I'm assuming, from a bunch of douchebags, though, I, frankly. You get what I'm saying, though, Steph? Yeah, like, I think I have a good answer to this just because um, I have a good kind of circle around me in terms of opinions on the matter. You know, I saw it. My my sisters saw it. 
My uh, brother, who has a very little daughter right now, saw it. Uh, my best friend, who is female, saw it. And they all had different takes on it. Um, my friend, she thought the girl power scenes were contrived. And they are a little contrived. But at the same time, I don't mind them. I like them. One of them I found kind of made me teary-eyed. There's two moments in the movie that 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 made me a little misty-eyed, and one of them was the girl power scene. Was it telegraphed a mile away? Absolutely. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like sometimes one of my when I hear criticism of some of these movies, I always say to them, like, either you like comic book movies or you don't. Like, there's always a certain suspension of disbelief. There's always certain big overarching themes that these are gonna hit. And that's the point. This movie is meant to be empowering for little girls. And like that doesn't make it lesser. Like there's different audiences, you know, and you can find reasons to like it. Um, I would bring it to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a two thirds movie. It is an it, it's its first two thirds are better than anything this movie does. Um, fairly or unfairly, that's what this movie will be compared against. I will say the first two thirds of Wonder Woman are a better movie than Captain Marvel. Just Wonder Woman has one of the worst third acts of any superhero movie I've seen. And that's something that just damages it in the long run to me. Um, there are scenes like that. There's um, a scene where she's kind of remembering some of her like kind of joining the Air Force and military stuff where they really hammer in some of the uh, male narcissism and things like that. But at the same time, having sisters, having female friends, these are things they go through on a daily yeah, basis. No, so it's just not like, saying this, not want... saying this. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, not saying it's like things that don't exist, but I, I mean, and literally in one room at a certain point, I'm like, yeah, man, I got it. Like you're making the same point over and over again. Like at a certain point, I'm like, it almost was taking it away. From, like it was taking sure. me out of it at times. I think and, I, I know, I, and, yeah. So this one, if you're saying, I know, I know it's, you know I mean? Like the Marvel, the, the Captain Wonder Woman ones made me laugh too. And like some of them were good and stuff, but like, some of it, I'm just like, okay, we got, we got it, man. Let's let's get that lasso out, though. Let's. Right, I'll let definitely me see if say, I think there's gonna be people that feel that way about those scenes, and I didn't. That's all. Is it? It in no way detracted or took it away from me, but I could see that scene, and I just knew in my heart that, like, yeah, there is gonna be a group of people that take this really personally and like some type of angry male thing about it. But whatever, you know, that's just. Yeah, no, no, I, I was I was not so much painting like talking about like the assholes who complain of hate that there's even a movie with a woman in it. I just meant like sometimes you're just trying to make a point for the sake of like yeah. let's hammer this home sure. type shit rather than like within the like with Nate naturally within the movie. If you people are hearing beeping in the background, I'm not just talking to you guys, but anybody listening, it pretty clearly smells like smoke and a fire alarm and a smoke detector is going off somewhere in this complex. So not to cut short our conversation, but I smell the smoke. And uh, we should probably wrap this up a little bit I, I in feel case like I an idiot be because when you said I smell smoke, for some reason I started sniffing around like, oh, do I smell smoke? No, it's definitely happening, and it's smoke detector still going off, and I need to figure out what's going on. But not to rush this at all. I mean, nothing's on fire next to me, so um, yeah, um, I still want to see it because I'm I love Brie Larson. She's Envy Adams for the love of God. Yeah, one, get on board. Thing, one thing I last thing I'll, I'll chime in on my end if you know anyone says. I've been a fan of Captain Marvel for a while. I'm one of the very few Marvel fans that have read a lot of her comics. And I gotta say, Captain Marvel is not an interesting character. Carol Danvers, by and large, is not that interesting of a character. So, like, 
to her to come and be the forefront of the MCU for like female heroes, it's kind of cool. And they did good stuff with her, but like in the comics, she's better as a like ensemble character. She's better as a side as rather the focal point. So um, yeah, you know, props to the Marvel for being able to take their B team and make them the A team because that's the same thing about the Avengers, right? Captain America, Iron Man were never the A team, but somehow they have become in these last like you know decade or so. The smoke detector has ceased. So let's right. continue the discussion. Either that or the smoke has dis- is, the fire has burned the smoke detector. The fire has consumed the smoke detectors. So yeah, it's too late. Don't worry. Is that Bob. a thing? Is that right. possible? Real question. <laughs> that seems like a design flaw. But yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. No. So uh, just a few thoughts for me was that, um, and this isn't too spoilerish, Bobby. Um, but to me, there weren't. This movie really wasn't built on. I'm a woman and I have a lot of travails as a result of it. I mean, there's one thing in uh, that when she was in the Air Force, um, they talked about, oh, well, like the only way I would get to fly is uh, by doing these uh, like test flights. But besides that, one thing I actually did like was that, you know, you know that there was a lot of female empowerment just from the scenes, you know, also just the fact that it's Captain Marvel and it's a, a females movie, but it wasn't really beat into your head in in this movie you could have very well if let's say they wanted to make it the male captain marvel movie uh outside of just tweaking certain things it probably could have just been a man in a in this role in a, well in i mean like look i mean i'm like look you make a movie like let's let me give you an example like black panther you make a movie with a black superhero and he's the only black superhero really in your franchise with his own movie that's good he's they're gonna address it and marvel did such a good job with that one that like i'm assuming they handled this just as well you know what i mean or not saying not saying the movie's as good but you know what i mean handling the subject matter i felt dc beat me over the head with it you know what i mean that's what i felt like yeah, yeah so, i mean i i think um the african-american community definitely caught, like just grabbed on to black panther was like yes this is this is how we want to be represented i don't know if um Captain Marvel's is is going to get quite that groundswell, right? Like like you like everyone's talking about Wakanda forever after. Like there's no snappy tagline for Captain Marvel for, you know, people to really show their enthusiasm. And also I don't think it's quite as strong of a film, but it was just really fun. I had a really good time. Uh, I think she's going to fold into the rest of the universe nicely. It'll be interesting to see how she plays into the next Avengers movie, which not a spoiler, Bobby she's around you know i don't think they would show well i mean she was she was uh, yeah she was at the end she was in the what's it called scene yeah the 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 end credits and at the end credits here they allude like she's around you know she she's she did not get vaporized so uh, we're like what we're like two months out from not even i think it's like the end of april next month oh yeah oh yeah we're seeing it night before was it we're seeing it right before uh my friends uh rehearsal dinner definitely oh we are well, I mean, you and me are seeing it. I don't know if he's going to be joining us. I mean, he's the one. He's the one making the plans. So what I'm just saying, we gotta, get, we gotta get, we gotta get our tickets from him before his fiance yells at him for this stupid ass plan. That's I, what I'm I, getting I, I, I kind of hope his fiance yells at him for this stupid ass plan because well, I don't, don't, don't want to. I don't want to be watching a movie at midnight. Is it really at midnight? You can see. They usually do it at like nine now. Yeah, I, I go to movies on Thursdays all the time. It's like you know, they, they, it's always like a seven, eight p.m. now. Uh, if you it. if you haven't really been reading the text um, from before, no, he wants to do the midnight showing. Well, I mean, there's probably a ship. <laughs> Sal's, seven, oh, I want to. Sal has a Sal has been to the movie theater for a midnight show, and now you can go at like six p.m. 
All right, it's not a big deal. So I, I will fall asleep by halfway through that movie. Dude, I will be three hours ahead. I mean, three hours behind you. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm gonna land and think it's fucking 9 p.m. I'll be good. Um, yeah, I want to see it though. So if Steph wants to see it a third time, or <laughs> I was saying <laughs> this weekend, like, <laughs> but if I, Steph's seen it two times, Eddie's might have seen it four times now. I was gonna say Eddie's seen it like four times. Hey, hey, as a big Captain Marvel fan. I have partitioned. I am willing to see it up to five times. Three <laughs> viewings left. Jesus, that's a lot of money to invest Bobby, in one movie. Mm. Yeah, not not when you've discovered the five dollar matinee. It's really not that expensive. I could see it five times or see it one time in San Francisco. You I can see do what I do more than everyone. So, yo, y'all grew up and can't see movies, and midnight showings are so late now. I see movies still. If you got I mean, the uh, okay. AMC A list, you can watch uh, three free movies uh, every week. I I didn't see Into the Spider Verse. That's what I want to see. No man, yeah, that's the one I hope right next week. I'm like, well, you know what it is? The they they fucked up and won here. some awards. They fucked up and won some awards, so now I can't buy it yet digitally. It's back in no, theaters. No, it's in digital. Bobby, believe me, just like Ant Man Two on Netflix, it's digital right now. Do I got I got to pay? I got to pay for it. My three year old okay. niece yeah. has it on her eye, giant iPad, and she watches it like seven times a day. Bobby, Bobby, you don't even know what's going on with digital media anymore, dude. I, I work a lot, okay? <laughs> it's a lot of working. I work and I do this podcast. And that's fucking it, okay? <laughs> that's all I do, all right? Do watch that one, though. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. I didn't even see that one. That's Is that good, guys? One I'm, that, one, I'm just, that one's on Blu-ray, too, Bobby. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at the digital movies. I can get... Uh, 20 bucks. I can get Creed 2. Where's Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, I can get Surviving R. Kelly. I'm good. That that's doesn't need to happen. I mean, just... Oh, uh, I guess... That's something I liked from this past week. That crazy ass interview he did with Gail King. Oh my God! Like, I'm fighting for my fucking life, stuff. Watching him have a massive mental breakdown on live TV. That was that was amazing. Although uh, the thing I don't like is uh, his super fan who paid off all his debt. That shit was crazy. Oh, can I say that I uh, I also like Gail King because Yo, she had a I look on her face like, man, I am not here for your ish. Yeah, where do I buy Into the Spider-Verse? Because Google does not let me buy it. <laughs> it says it. I can only look at the trailer. You guys are fucking might, lying might to be me. On a, it might be a Sony thing since they own it. Oh, fuck you, Sony, man. Like, what? My brother okay. bought it on iTunes. Isn't that cross-platform? That's You'd true. hope so. She had it on iTunes. And it's it's on oh, Blu-ray next week. Oh, wait, I can buy it. Buy 4K. Eat a dick by 4K. My options are SD and 4K now. What is this? Okay, so they get you. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I don't want to. I don't want to live this peasant life. So I gotta go for fucking K. Yo, man. I mean, I get. I get my my UFC cards in SD. You know, save some money. You you get the UFC cards in SD. We pay for the HD. Yeah, man. man. If I'm, I watch most of these cards by myself. Who am I trying to impress? Mike, I don't blame you. You know, if I'm not paying for it, I'm using the internet stream. So that's whatever, whatever they feel which like we, paying. which this, which we have never done because we run a respectable organization. Paying for internet stream. Yeah, you should buy your pay per views on YouTube, by the way, because you get to watch them forever. Not kidding. UFC TV, you get it gets rid of your license to watch it after one day. Right now, we can watch that Bellator pay per view we bought. I don't remember who the fuck was on it. I'm gonna guess Quentin and somebody. Maybe Quentin and King Mo. We definitely paid for a Bellator pay-per-view. That's still on my YouTube account. <laughs> Not kidding. Um, all right, boys and girls. I think I'm just going to flat out buy Into the Spider-Verse um, and watch that. Um, yeah, don't thank that, you all man. for listening. Why? Don't do that. No, you don't no, like no. it? Not worth buying. No, but probably buy it and we'll watch it over the weekend. <laughs> we can do that too. Exactly. 
All right, boys and girls, we'll be back next week. Um, gonna be straight with you. Uh, it's gonna be tough for us to maybe watch this card. Um, as we'll be celebrating uh, Mark's bachelor party, My, Mike's gonna watch it and tell us everything that fucking happens with these top three fights. Um, next week we are going to talk about. Uh, there's a card the following week. I'm assuming because it's a card every fucking week. Anthony Pettis versus Wonder Boy. Okay, well, like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that. Um, the rest of this card. I'll have fewer thoughts. Uh, Mark Justin will be Willis. very excited to talk about Juicier Formiga. I like Justin Willis and Curtis Blades, but that's that's two fights on this card. That's what's worth what's worth talking about. And Mark can talk to about Juicier Formiga because oh, you know what? We're going to talk about Random Marcos and Angela Hill. <laughs> Let's be honest, folks. We are definitely talking about Random Marcos and Angela Hill. It's like two of our top five favorite fighters in this card. <laughs> They're fighting each other on that card. Um, I'm picking Random Marcos. Just saying that right now. Smart. <laughs> Angela Hill loses a lot. So does Randa. But Angela Hill loses a lot and then complains that she got screwed, which I feel does not lead to her improving. <laughs> I mean, I already know how Marks is going to go. Angela Hill is going to get the Mark speech of this week. I'm like, hey, I just keep going down the same road and just keep picking this fighter that never pays off. Yeah, that's Angela I, You should You should watch her, her YouTube show, though, with Jessica Panay. I forgot what it's called, but it's good. Two straws. That's what it's called. All right. We're just babbling now. This podcast wasn't that long. And now we, there was a fire. We'll cut we the Talked about day. digital media. We really won't. I'm not that good of an editor. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. When I'm saying not that good of an editor, I can't even handle delete hitting a section and hitting delete. Um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Um, happy birthday to my roommate, Drew. Uh, shout out to him. Happy birthday to Stefan's mama, who I think shares a birthday with Drew, possibly. Um... Happy birthday to Shaq. He's old. Uh, a lot of people had birthdays. Um, I was Dr. Law. Kid Presentable was here. Lavender Gooms was fucking late. He was here. DJ Mark was here too. Derek Lewis is... We're still in negotiations. He might be here next week. Um, thanks for all for listening and peace out. See no respect. No Higher, respect. further, faster, baby. brief pause to the music if Derek Lewis wants to take my spot I'm okay with it too I get it you know but I know Derek Lewis isn't learning how to record this shit enjoy the outro folks (laughs)